1: From 1997 to 2003, the Philadelphia Church of God battled the worldwide Church of God in court. The whole reason for this court battle was a spiritual betrayal by the worldwide Church of God. The rebellious successors of the late Herbert W. Armstrong Basically, destroyed every doctrine of truth that God ever had taught to the church through Mr. Armstrong. So, in this court case, the Philadelphia Church of God battled to recover Mr. Armstrong's greatest work, Mystery of the Ages it turned out that not only did the PCG conquer the WCG to retain the rights or to receive the rights to Mystery of the Ages, but it also got the rights to 18 other works of Mr. Armstrong. Mr. Armstrong was passionate about delivering mystery of the ages to the largest audience possible. On September 23rd, 1985, just about four months before Mr. Armstrong died, he wrote, since last December, so 1984, I have been working diligently on the largest and most important book in my life. In real fact, I feel I myself did not write it. Rather, I believe God used me in writing it. I candidly feel it may be the most important book since the Bible. We want to reach the largest audience possible with this book. I know you will feel the same way when you read it. You can read Mystery of the Ages, for free at thetrumpet.com. You can get a free copy mailed to you at that website as well. And this book is now available to the largest audience possible. Anyone searching for the truth of God can find this book. This book will unlock the seven major mysteries of the Bible. It is a synopsis of the entire Bible. It's a book that Mr. Armstrong wished to be read alongside the Bible to make the Bible come alive. Mr. Armstrong called it the most valuable gift he could possibly give to us. In God's work today through the Philadelphia Church of God, that term, largest audience possible, carries great weight. This term really does fire up God's people. In an article from 2003, basically at the time that the PCG won the copyright to Mystery of the Ages, PCG Pastor General Gerald Flurry wrote, I believe the largest audience possible should become our battle cry today. Now is the great moment for God's Philadelphians. This is our most critical hour. We must pick up the dropped baton and finish the gun lap. We must stretch and strain to win the greatest race we will ever run. So you notice there that Mr. Flurry mentions a battle cry and also running a race. So you have combat and racing, a couple of different athletic endeavors. Those are extremely challenging physical exploits or feats to be masterful in combat, to be masterful in running. It really doesn't get much more difficult than that. (laughs) To be the greatest in the world in either of those areas is a really high accomplishment. And God's people do both of those spiritually. God's people fight and God's people run. So we have this dual mentality, basically. And it really does fit with what the Bible says. Mr. Flurry didn't just make up these ideas. Notice here 1 Corinthians 9. And toward the end here of this chapter. 1 Corinthians 9 starting in verse 20, 24. Know you not that they which run in a race run all, but one receives the prize. So run that you may obtain. And every man that strives for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run not as uncertainly. So fight I, not as one that beats the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. That's 1 Corinthians 9, verses 24 through 27. Here the Apostle Paul mentions both running and fighting once again. And he's talking about running and fighting our way into the kingdom of God. Paul was inspired by the spiritual parallels of sports. Now, so much about sports today is rather disappointing. Just the fact that people are so obsessed with sports that sports become almost like a false god in so many cases that so much money is wrapped up in sports. Such high priority is placed on it. People's happiness hinges on sports. Contract disputes are always a real letdown. Lockouts that cancel entire sports seasons. Plenty of things about sports are disappointing, but just think about the parallels here, the, the inspiration we could gain from sports as we do God's work, as we push forward, as we run and fight spiritually. It really does take such a high level of discipline and focus to become great in sports and likewise, it takes great discipline and focus to become great spiritually, to run and fight spiritually. The Apostle Paul understood this. In fact, we have a song from the PCG musical Paul, Ambassador in Bonds. We're going to play that for you now, and I think you'll really enjoy it. This song is titled, The Olympian Saint. Enjoy. Enjoy.
0: Athlete toils and trains through the sweat and through the pain, content to leave all other quests behind. He pushes for perfection, brings his body in subjection, and diligently disciplines the mind. At last arrives the day when his strength is on display. Opponents test the thickness of his skin. Strives to be effective, but he knows the real objective, To conquer the antagonist within. With exhaustive exercise, with the mark before his eyes, He will press toward the prize. When triumph is achieved, clouds of witnesses perceive, as on his head the hero's prize is placed. They don him with a wreath, though it's just a fading leaf. The accolades can never be erased. THROUGH THE SWEAT AND THROUGH THE PAIN CONTENT TO LEAVE ALL OTHER QUESTS BEHIND WE TOO PUSH FOR PERFECTION BRING OUR BODIES IN SUBJECTION AND DILIGENTLY DISCIPLINE THE MIND HOW OFTEN ARE THE DAYS WHEN OUR STRENGTH IS ON DISPLAY OPPONENTS TEST THE THICKNESS OF OUR SKIN We strive to be effective, but we know the real objective, To conquer the antagonist within. When triumph is achieved, clouds of witnesses perceive, The lasting crown our Savior will provide. Is not a waning wreath, nor a fading olive leaf, a treasure which eternally abides. We know this match is real, we don't box against thin air, we don't wrestle flesh and blood, but we know our foes are there. And our race is not won by the fastest feet to run, but those who push with patience to the end. This course cannot be lost If the finish line is crossed So run, and that crown we'll apprehend With our senses exercised And the mark before our eyes We will press toward the prize We do not run in vain Rather that we may obtain The treasure which eternally
1: That was the Olympian Saint from the PCG musical Paul, Ambassador in Bonds. And as I speak right now, you're also hearing the music of Dance of the Athletes, which is also in that Paul musical. You can listen to the entire soundtrack on Spotify and other platforms. And also the entire video of this Paul musical is available on YouTube. And I'll put the link in the show notes of this podcast. Paul, Ambassador in Bonds. So you see here how there really is a lot of symbolism in sports. Now, again, if we do not think about these types of parallels, perhaps sports can be a big old waste of time for us. Maybe not worth watching at all. But if we think about The spiritual parallels, perhaps watching a little bit of sports in balance, can have some benefit. But just notice what Paul is talking about here in this passage. 1 Corinthians 9, running to receive a prize. Running to receive the ultimate prize of the kingdom of God. The incorruptible crown of eternal life. Running with certainty, knowing our end goal knowing what we're striving for. Paul here in 1 Corinthians 9 verse 26 says, So fight I not as one that beats the air. So Paul understood that he had a real enemy, a real adversary or opponent. And he wasn't just punching the air. He was trying to land real blows against that enemy, Satan the devil. He was... Spiritually, Punching the devil. Going on the offensive and driving the devil away from him. It talks here in verse 27 about making his body his slave, essentially. Making sure that everything he did with his body or did with his mind were to God's glory. Paul did not want to be a hypocrite. He wanted to make sure that he used his body, his mind to glorify his creator. So going back to this idea of the largest audience possible. As Mr. Flurry said, we must be running and fighting. We must take the largest audience possible as our battle cry. God's work has a message to deliver. You could say that Mystery of the Ages is possibly the most important book to deliver, but there are dozens and dozens of other books and booklets and publications and websites and radio shows and TV programs to get out there. God's work has a very powerful message, and the whole world needs to hear it. We need to get it out there to the largest audience possible. Notice here in Hebrews chapter 12, Paul is writing again. And just picture this. Hebrews 12, starting in verse 1, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. That's Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2. In his book titled, The Book of Hebrews, What Jesus Christ is Doing Today, Mr. Gerald Fleury wrote about these verses. On page 73, Paul again points us back to Jesus Christ, who is sitting at the right hand of the throne of God, serving as our high priest. He succeeded because of the joy that was set before him. He ran the course himself, and we must look to his example. Christ is the author of our faith because he pioneered the path from mortal flesh to spirit-born son of God. He is the finisher of because it is only by his Holy Spirit power that we can follow that path. Now this brings us to another point when we're doing God's work when we are supporting this effort to deliver God's warning message to the largest audience possible. We can't succeed by ourselves. We can't. Like Mr. Flurry writes here, it is only by God's Holy Spirit power that we can follow Christ's example, that we can get this message out. So believe it or not, we are going to play two songs in this show today. The second song we're going to play here is from the 2003 Philadelphia Singers album titled Victory. This song is Friend in Fight.
2: Though you strive with your might, you can't prevail alone. But friends fall away, and your courage must abide. In the heat of the fray, who will stand at your side? Ring true friend.
1: that was friend and fight from the philadelphia singers album victory back in 2003 Now, here at the end of this article, largest audience possible, from 2003 as well, actually, Mr. Flurry writes, can we meet the challenge? Are you ready? Am I ready? We have an unparalleled opportunity. In terms of numbers of people, we can be the fewest people to do the greatest work ever on this earth. And then he said, if we properly do our job, our reward will dazzle God's family for all eternity. So we have a chance to run. We have a chance to fight, to deliver God's truth, mystery of the ages especially, to the largest audience possible. Hebrews 12 talks about that great cloud of witnesses God, Christ, millions of angels are crowded around to watch what we will do, what choices we will make. They want to know whether we will deliver this message to the largest audience possible. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Behind the Work. You've been listening to
0: Behind the Work, email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm listen for a new episode each monday at 12 p.m central time